This is Brian Collins. I'm a uh, former Walt Disney Imagineer, and you're listening to the most wonderful podcast to hit the airwaves, Mousecapade. I want to be the guy that walks backwards on the, on the, uh, at the Haunted Mansion when you guys We are both elementary school teachers. Hello, this is Dave from Star Tours, and I just helped a Nick's son build his very first lightsaber. Have an idea? Question. Or want to share your experiences on the show? Contact Nick and Dave anytime. Email them at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Text them at 407-674-0414. Follow Nick and Dave on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Simply search for Mousecapades Podcast. Listen to Nick and Dave on iTunes, Podcast Addict, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher Radio. Simply search for Mousecapades Podcast. Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts, Nick and Dave. Welcome back to the Mousecapades Podcast, everybody. It is Saturday morning, and you know what that means. Nick and I are going to be talking it up. He's got the news, I got the history, and it's time to roll. So what do you got for us, Nick? Oh my gosh, buddy. I I don't even know where to start, Dave. I have so much stuff coming out of Disney right now with just travel, entertainment, you name it, I got it. But let's go ahead and start with, first off, some entertainment. Can we talk about Star Wars The Force Awakens? I know you're getting tired of hearing about it. But I gotta bring up. I gotta bring this up. Is that cool? What possible new thing could be out there? And well, don't remember, and don't tell me that it was that announcement the other day that like led us to believe there was something new, but there really wasn't. Oh, there was so much new. You talk about the new trailer? Yeah, the one that's the basically just like the last ten seconds of the last film. But it's not. They reshot it. It's different. What's different? Tell us. They reshot it. They're stand- first off, okay, so they do pick up right where they left off, right there on that island with the Jedi Temple, right? Right. But the camera pans to the side, like a sideways view, a profile pic of Luke Skywalker, and you can you get a better glimpse of what's behind him, which looks like a tomb or something like that, uh. which leads you to believe, okay, was he standing in front of a tomb? What? Wh- who's, in, who, who's buried there? It kind of looks like a tomb, but... Maybe it's just a rock sticking up, you know? No one really knows yet. Right. No, I did so, not I did not notice that part. So it, more questions arise, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So it was a brand teaser, and even though we've seen it before, it was at a different angle, and it looked really cool. So Harrison Ford, you know, back in 2014 on the set, I believe this was back in June. Remember when he broke his leg? Yeah. <laughs> on set? Yeah, so he broke his leg. So do you remember how he broke his leg, Dave? No. But it, it didn't have. Did it? I want to say it didn't have anything to do with what really what was going on with the movie. No, it did. Okay. So the Millennium Falcon. He was. They were shooting the scene inside the Millennium Falcon, and one of the sliding doors or, that was on hydraulics shut, and like snapped his leg. Oh. So now he's suing the company that produced like that equipment, and so the lawsuit was just filed. You're kidding. No, he's I'm not suing kidding. A company. Yeah, he's suing. Remember, he came on stage to but announce that's his the, ship. The, the movie, and he had the he had the lightsaber cane when he was out on stage, you know. Right. And he broke his leg. Yeah, I know. So he broke it on set while they were filming the scene inside the Millennium Falcon. So, 
what's so funny is I, the only thing I can imagine here, you know, like when he's filing the charges and they're finally filed, like when he goes to drop off the paperwork, the lady at the desk just telling him, tell that to Conjure Club. You know, I like yeah. just making fun of him. <laughs> I think I just thought that would I don't know, I my twisted morbid mind, I, I just thought that would be funny, right? You painted the scene for you, yeah, I got you. So, you know, they announced new cast members that are gonna be in episode eight. One of which, uh, the female character from Jurassic Park yeah. is going to be Yeah, so she's gonna be in the movie. So a lot of people are speculating maybe that she is Luke Skywalker's significant other or mistress and possibly that could be ray's mother so it opens up a whole new can of worms so, yeah they what did they announce like six or seven new people didn't they or they didn't announce some i don't know if they were all new lauren dern um kelly marie so those are just two individuals that are going to be in the new movie just right. give you guys a heads up so yeah pretty 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 interesting man um let's see here where do i go man there's so much stuff Let's uh, talk a little travel. Okay, we're kind of going to go everywhere. So, uh, Adventures by Disney. A lot of people think that these adventures are on other continents, that you can't really do an adventure by Disney in the United States. But Disney has released new trips in the United States. You can go to Montana, Washington, or Central Florida. The really cool one about Central Florida, though, you get like a VIP ex- like experience at, at all the parks and get like the VIP backlot tour. You can do some kayaking, horseback riding, zip lining. Really awesome. And you'll able you'll even be able to um, eat lunch with some of the astronauts at Kennedy Space Center. Nice. So that's what's in store with the Adventures by Disney for the Central Florida vacation. I don't know too much about the Montana and the Washington, D.C., but, you know, you're in Washington, D.C., dude. So I can only assume you're going to visit some monuments and stuff like that. I, I guarantee you if it's an adventure by Disney. Now, I do not know this, okay? I'm just speculating right now, uh, listeners. If it's in D.C., I guarantee you you're getting inside the White House. Adventures by Disney, come on. You're going to rock climb up the Washington Monument and then zip line yeah. it down somewhere. <laughs> That's what you're doing. So that's definitely awesome. Something cool, uh, definitely to look at, right? Um, let's see here. I already talked about the Harrison Ford stuff. Oh, so let's t- get this. So we were talking about the Disney Cruise Line last week, right? And how they got all of these awards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the the Disney Wander, they were out and about, and they came across twelve Cuban migrants that were refugees. Yes, that were just floating, bobbing in the water, trying to make their way to the United States, right? Here comes the Disney Wander, and they're probably all upset because they're like, great, you know, now we're getting picked up. We're not going to make it. Um, They're picked up by this ship, by the Disney Cruise Line, and dropped off in uh, the Grand Caymans. Wow. uh, Yeah, isn't that crazy? So they got a free Disney cruise and they got dropped off in the Grand Cayman Islands. Wow. Now, you know you love food when you're reading this article and the first thing that that you think of is, I wonder if they were well fed (laughs) when they got onto the (laughs) Disney Wanda, right? What class (laughs) suite did they get? (laughs) I mean, or yeah, did, uh, did, uh, oh my gosh, dude, I can't believe, did the three Caballeros come out and be like, come on down, you know, and like (laughs) Mickey Mouse, hiya, pal, you know, just. I, I don't know. All the jokes that you can make from that, right? Yeah, no kidding. 
And does the Disney so, Wonder have a refugee door that they could they could rescue them with? <laughs> yeah, it's like a Doctor Evil ship that just opens up the mouth and yeah. it swallows them, you know, and takes them. So yeah, authorities they dropped them off at Grand Cayman, and the authorities came and got them. I saw pictures of this as well, and you can see tourists, dude, just like looking over, like what the heck is going on? Right? So did they end up back in Cuba, or did they uh, make it to the U.S.? I, I don't know. I don't know. It just says they dropped them off at the Grand Cayman Islands. So here's my thing too. Um, they're getting a free ride, right? I wonder if any of the passengers on this boat got any extra incentives or some refund or like because that's like an unscheduled stop i'm sure that didn't take just five minutes yeah right i'm sure that took a good hour to get them on they probably stayed there for a little while to sort things out who's gonna take them you know and work things out um i guarantee you they didn't pay for their stay right on that disney wander and i almost i want to do the math i want to know how long they were on the disney wander and it would be hilarious if Disney build them for the time that they spent on the cruise ship. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, what else just, you got? I just think that'd be super funny, man. Yeah. So, all right, the next thing we have, um, speaking of cruise lines, this is kind of uh, um, disturbing, actually. So, there, a Disney a Disney cruise uh, cast member is accused of sexual assault. Uh, this came out. Uh, his name's Andrew. He's thirty nine, out of Ontario, Canada. Uh, he was accused of sexually assaulting someone on the cruise line, I believe, this past summer. Really? So there's some bad news coming from Disney, man. That's how they do it in Canada. Yeah. Hey? Those listeners out there, those old old listeners out there like me know the Friends episode I'm talking about where they're talking about the tailor. That's how they do it I've, in prison. I've never seen that. I've oh, never dude, seen that, it's dude. It's a riot. So one of them, I think uh, Joey recommends the tailor to Chandler. And uh, Ch- mm-hmm. Chandler goes to the tailor and he's measuring his inseam and he kind of moves his uh, junk out of the way and uh, <laughs> and gets some cuppage. And uh, so Joey says, that's how they do pants. And Chandler says, yeah, that's how they nice. do it. And Ross says, yeah, in prison. <laughs> nice, dude. Anyway, that's off topic. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're, you're all good, dude. So Club Villain uh, apparently is going to be extended through March of 2016. You know, we just talked about this, how it was going to be closed down. Yeah, I'm glad they kept right? it. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, so and we even said, we even said, I think I did, I wouldn't be surprised if they extended it, right? Well, because it just opened up. It didn't even have a chance, really. Right. Right. Um, let's see here. Let's go to, let's talk about cruise ship. Okay, so another cruise story, Disney Cruise Line, a Disney cruise ship Picks up suspected computer hacker stranded at sea. Was he with the refugees? No, he was not. This is a separate (laughs) incident. Uh, A Disney cruise ship does not say which one uh, rescued a man and his wife at sea this past Tuesday. The man is the subject of an ongoing FBI investigation and was arrested when the ship docked in Miami this past Wednesday crazy dude this just happened they need to quit picking up strays at sea this is just nuts man like nuts let's see here um you know we've been talking about shanghai disney right yeah forever okay so two stories coming from shanghai disney all right we're starting to get some of this stuff funneling through employees at at u.s disney theme parks are apparently losing their hours and it's all because they want to save money for the Shanghai Disney budget. 
How would that make you feel? They're cutting back. They're cutting back on the magic at, at our park so that they can build the other. Right. Up to and here's one. This is just an example. In California, up to twenty percent reduction in labor. Really? Yeah, twenty percent. Just as just to save money for Shanghai Disney. Why don't they just raise their rates at the gates, right? Well, you know, you, okay, that's a good segue because now, you know, Shanghai Disney is going to become the first park to apparently – now, this is what I've read online and this is through Disney blogs um, that Shanghai Disney is going to be the first park 100% uh, demand price ticketing system. So – um, whenever it's the busiest, that's when you're going to spend the most. Whenever it's the least busiest, that's when you're going to spend the least. So the ticket prices are going to change just like gasoline. Right. Over in Shanghai Disney. So this is the first time a Disney park is going to go 100% to that. Now, people have been in an uproar because there was a poll that went out last year asking, you know, Disney customers, right? You and I, would we like that if Disney did that here? And you know, it was. Remember, we talked about that, and there was mixed emotions about it. Yeah, and they and said that it was. They said that the majority of them said that they would do that. And I remember having that conversation about where are they finding these people that say, "Sure, I'd like right. to pay more money for that. I'd like to pay. Right. I'd like to pay more. I know, money. right? I would like to pay more money at the most busy time of the year. You like the busiest time of the year, and you're going to pay the most for it." So, anywho, yeah, so Shanghai Disney Resort, I know, man, so release ticket information for their Shanghai Disneyland theme park, that opens this summer, by the way, Um, tickets will go on sale March 28th, and it's going to be basically priced on uh, how the weekends are going, the summer holidays, and and it's just going to be nuts, dude. Do they give you prices in yen? Is that what they do? They well, get... I'm looking at the ticket prices right now, and if you if you if it's saying for for the grand opening, it costs about 75 U.S. dollars. Dude, that's cheap. You can't get that's in any super park cheap. for that. For not for non-peak season, it's going to be around 56 dollars right now. Wow, what are flights over so, to Shanghai looking like these days? Yeah, I wonder if it'd be cheaper to yeah, I mean, have shoot. a vacation in if Shanghai, you go, dude. If you go on a non-peak. 50 bucks a day. I mean, you're saving probably right. 60 bucks a day for park tickets. You go for a weekend, you, you might catch a cheap flight. So you know those uh, those knockoff parks that were caught in China by Disney, you know, and they yes. had to shut down and stuff? And you've seen the character outfits. They look – they don't even look real. Like you can buy fake bags like Coach and stuff like that, and they look just like them. Right. But, dude, these looked awful, like googly eyes, yeah. character meet and greets. Well – Anywho, wouldn't it be hilarious if they started taking some of those old costumes and you found them in Shanghai Disney because they're cutting costs? <laughs> That'd be funny, dude. Yeah, it would. Oh man, do you think do you think uh, Donald Duck is shorter than he is in the United States over there? Oh, guarantee, man. I guarantee you, is because they can actually find somebody to fit in the costume over there. Right. So I could probably work there. <laughs> <laughs> you might, dude. So I have one more thing for you, and this really isn't the news, but it's something cool. Best quick service restaurants at the Walt Disney Resort. Uh, excuse me. Best quick service restaurants at Walt Disney World theme parks. Um, this is. I thought this was an interesting article because I would say for the most part, um, if you took an average poll of everyone uh, going through the parks, 
I bet you it's about half of them have reservations. The other half probably do not. Is that fair to assume? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, there's a lot of people that would just go through and, and get quick service all the time. I would say it probably is more, there's more people without dining reservations than there are with dining reservations. And that's what I wanted. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of leaning towards too. But uh, So let's do this. We'll start from the very bottom and work our way to the top, okay? And I love food, and that's why I love talking about this. Um, so the first place is uh, the very bottom. And if this place makes the bottom cut, I can't wait to see the others. Flame Tree Barbecue over in Animal Kingdom. You've been there, right? Yeah, that's that made the last place on their top top list, huh? Yeah, on their top list. So they have like uh, you know St. Louis style ribs, you know chicken and and things like that. It's just basically your barbecue joint, right? Right. right. Now here is a place that I have never been to, but Vicky and you rant and rave about this place, and I seriously want to go here. What is it? The Flame Tree Barbecue. Oh, you're talking about Flame Tree still. I thought you had moved on to the yeah. next one. Yeah. No, because you're not paying attention to me. Let's see here. <laughs> have you ever been to Rosie's All-American Cafe? I have not. On Sunset Boulevard? I have not either. Now, I'm looking at now a hold on, man. Is that the one? I'm, I'm probably wrong on this one. What's the name of the one that's right outside uh, Fantasmic? Like right in front of Rock and Roller Coaster? Oh, jeez, dude. I don't know. Because I remember seeing that sign over there, I think. I'm going to have to look that up because it's going to bother me. Keep going. Yeah, no, look it up. So Rosie's All-American Cafe is basically just your diner. Your All-American diner. It's a greasy spoon with cake and shakes, right? Yeah. Um, Let's see here. The next one, Backlot Express. Have you been to the Backlot Express? Oh, yeah, dude. Everybody's been to Backlot Express. Hollywood Studios. You can get your chili dogs, right, and stuff like that there. Um, let's see here. We have, uh, Aloha Isle. Now, I've never been there. Now, that's located in Adventureland in Walt Disney World. Um, it says you can get your Dole Whip there. I've always gotten my Dole Whips from the Polynesian, right? That's where we, no, we got our Dole Whips from Aloha Isle. No, I'm, you did. I'm just right, saying, yeah. I've always gotten mine right. from the Polynesian. I mean, you, you want to go true Dole Whip, you get it from the Poly, Right. Let's say the next place. Uh, I've been here a couple times, actually. The Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe, located in Tomorrowland. That's a huge place, Dave. And have you been there before? Yeah, dude, I really wasn't paying attention that time because I found the answer about Rosie okay, the Riveter's Okay, what, what is it? It's, okay, so there's like three uh, quick service places there. Rosie's All-American Cafe is in that area, but there are two other ones there as well. Um Catalina Eddie's is there, and Toluca Legs Turkey Company. Okay. So have yeah. you been to Cosmic Rays? I have been to Cosmic Rays. There in Tomorrowland, many a times. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that place is so big, and so many people are in there. But I tell you what, that customer service in there is amazing, and, and know, they're super fast. You're right; they do get things done quickly there. That's kind of why we go there because it seems like we're always in Tomorrowland around dinner time. And we just need something quick so we can get to the next thing. And you just jump in there, you get what you need, and you get out. And, and they have a lot of seating around there, so you can find a place to right. sit usually. So, yeah, that I like that place. Number two on the list. This made number two, by the way. And this would probably be my favorite, actually. The Be Our Guest Restaurant. I absolutely love that place. The ambiance, the food, everything about it is awesome. Yeah, we talked and about it. And that's obviously located in Fantasyland. For sure, and it's and it's new, so it made the list as, right. a, as a newcomer. 
It's amazing. Last time I was there, I had a conversation with a former spoon. <laughs> and what's number All one? Right. What's number one? What do you think? Okay, I'll, I'll tell you. It's located in Fantasyland as well. And this was a place that I really wanted to hit up last time, but we just didn't have time. What do you think? Um, man, the only thing that comes to my mind isn't really a quick service. Gaston's Pub? No. Okay. Uh, the Pinocchio Village, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's connected right there to Small World. Yeah, and I've always wanted to sit in that table that's right by Small, facing into Small World yep, and watch the boats yep, as they start yep. their journey. And Same here. I Same never here. have been able to do that. Dude, next time we go, I'm next time we go, we're definitely eating there, buddy. It's on my list. So, anywho, listeners, those are the top places to get your quick service dining. Just to give you guys a heads up, that's all I have for you, Dave. Why don't you take us back? Let's go. We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. All right, kicking off this week in Disney history, we have February 20th, 1971. It is the release of the 20th animated feature for Disney, but not in the United States, in Brazil. (laughs) I love how these sites I go to that get the history, they always have like the release of these places, of these movies in other countries. So what is it? What is the three. 20th animated Disney feature? Uh, three Caballeros? Oh, so close, man. It was the Aristocats. It oh, opened the Aristocats. Okay. Yeah, it opened up February 20th, 1971 in Brazil. You know, they're having Brazil. the Olympics there this summer, man. Dude, that Zika virus isn't anything to mess with either. Uh, you think they're playing that up no. more than what? Not at all, okay. dude. And they've actually told uh, expected mothers not to go down to Florida because it's it's hit Miami already and it's working its way. Oh my way. gosh. Yeah, so they better get on the uh, technology for the antivirus of that one. Alrighty. That's some scary stuff. All right, the next one we got, also February 20th, this time a little bit more recent. 1986 was the day that we knew the company as Wed Enterprises, the company sure. that Walt started, was renamed to Walt Disney Imagineering, coining that word Imagineering for good. Um now, I was surprised at the date on this one. I thought that it had been Walt Disney Imagineering way before 86. Yeah, I thought so as well. So it was wet all the way up to 86. Interesting. Yeah. So um, the next one I have is February 21st, 1997. This one's right up your alley. Guess what happened then? Don't know. All right, so this was the very first ever Star Wars weekend. Really? Yeah, it happened at Disney's MGM Studios back in the day. It was still called MGM. Um, it was not... I was just going to say, is it was it weekends or during the week? Yeah, so it was. this was a... This was the first ever Star Wars weekend. Now, they did have a couple of things that go that went on, like right after the first three movies that came out back in the day. But this was the first Star Wars weekend that they ever planned and kind of promoted as the Star Wars weekend. Um... The weird thing about this is that it went over really well. Everybody was excited about it, but then it didn't happen again for another three years. I don't know if somebody just dropped the ball or if they totally forgot or what, what went on with that, but they didn't have another one until 2000. Probably because the H-1B visa ran out. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> or whatever they're called, I don't know. The temporary visas with their employees now that they hire. Anywho, I wonder if the original uh, Star Wars cast showed up to that. Yeah, it doesn't say who was there, actually, but you'd think... You know, if they're promoting this one as Star Wars Weekend, in 97, uh, the Lucas merger and all of that, you know, the rights were obviously given 
to Disney right. because I mean they wouldn't have the Star Wars weekend without it. So you would think that they would they drop by and say hi. I'm sure they did. Sure. All righty, buddy. What do you what else you got? All right, man. This next one is near and dear to both of us. It's uh, it's just cuts, just cuts to cuts to my very core. This was the day, February 21st, 2002, the day those cheating Patriots beat the St. Louis Rams in the Super Bowl, and Adam Vinatieri on this day, February 21st, puts his feet in cement, signs his autograph in the wet cement to be displayed at MGM Studios in front of all of those hundreds of cheering fans. Those Patriots, they stole that Super Bowl from us, you know, because they had, uh, before Deflategate, there was something um, called Tapegate, where they came in and they taped every single Rams practice. So they knew every play that the St. Louis Rams were going to run and how to counteract it. And that's why they beat us. But, you know, I want to know why. Here's the next question. No one ever stops them. Like, no one ever, like, there's no, nothing's ever done to the Patriots no, for they cheat. They get away cheating. with it every time. They've, they've, it's been proven that they have cheated big time, like four times. I'm not even kidding. This was just the first of many. So I wonder why the players are still, I don't, or the, I guess the administrative side of it, still have jobs. Money, dude. Money. I, I don't get it. Money talks. That's crazy. You know the. All right. What's got more fans? The the Northeast Territory, or right, the, right. Little, the little town whose team just got their football team. Started. No, you know that team almost came to St. Louis. Yeah. Before the Rams did. Back when they stunk. And right, they were a signature away. Now, would we still be complaining right now? Because they would would have won you four Super Bowls. But weren't they? Didn't everybody film back then? And they were just the only team that got caught. Cheaters never win, Nick, by the way. Cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they do. There's uh, there's the yeah. model right there. Yeah. Bill Belichick. Ooh. All right, man. Sorry, sorry, Patriots fans. I just had to get that off my chest. That that hurt. I don't know if I can continue with the news. It's Bring all good. Back. We don't have any downloads from up there anyway. <sighs> Bringing back just bad, bad memories. I, I still remember we had a Super Bowl party in the basement, and I still remember sitting on my stairs, like, head down, thinking we just lost this game to this team. Right. That nobody should have lost to. Greatest show on turf. Right. Anyway, heartbreak. February 22nd. We're moving on. February 22nd, 2001. Something really improbable to me, and that's why I put it in the news. It's not really newsworthy, probably, except for it's just weird. A bird's nest on top of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority catches fire and forces Disney to close down the ride and evacuate it. That's weird. Yeah, I have really? no idea how a bird's nest catches fire on top of the roof of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. That is crazy. The only thing, because I've been thinking about this for a while, the only thing I can think is that a bird swooped down, grabbed a uh, cigarette butt that maybe wasn't done burning yet, brought it up to his nest, dropped it, and that's how it caught fire. That's the only sure. – and that's a fluke. That, I mean, <laughs> that'll never happen. And yeah, I don't know unless someone was smoking and flicked it in the – I don't know either, dude. But, yeah, that's probably the case. Pretty crazy stuff there. Um, so, yeah, that one was uh, February 22nd. Moving on, February 23rd, 1939. This is a classic moment. We all know this moment. If you've seen any old footage of Walt Disney, it was probably this one. 11-year-old Shirley Temple comes up to the podium at the Biltmore Hotel in Los Angeles and awards Walt the special large Oscar followed by seven small Oscars. Which has only been done once, by the way, and they've never done that since. Yeah, for the animated film Snow White, of course. And um, 
Speaking of Snow White, yeah. though, you, you were talking about this earlier. What's going on with Snow White? Yeah, so Snow White, I was watching TV the other day, and I saw a trailer for a new Snow White movie that's coming out. It's live action, and I thought to myself, man, this is this is crazy because Nick and I did that show not too long ago that had the whole timeline of all the movies that Disney's producing coming out with. So as I went in and did my research, I found out that this film, the film that's based on the Walt's original movie, the foundation of Disney, of which if, if it didn't come off as a hit, we wouldn't be sitting here talking Disney. This movie is being remade as a live-action movie by Universal. How gutsy is that? Creates competition, buddy, and I and I love it. You know, that's basically sticking it right to the man right there, no saying, doubt. "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna do this, make this live-action film because you are with your with other movies." And we're going to do it based off of your very first uh, animation film. Now, you know, though, Disney does not own the rights to Disney – or excuse me. Disney does not own the rights to Snow White, Pinocchio, Cinderella, yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Those are all fairy tales. Yeah, they're all grim tales. A lot of them are grim tales. Right. So anyone can do that, you know? Right. Dude, it would be awesome. You know, they remake it, all this stuff. What if – you're talking about sticking it to the man <laughs> – what if what if Pixar decided they were, remember I told you I've always wanted Pixar to come out and reanimate all the old cartoons yeah. the Pixar way that would I be think sweet. that'd be really cool I it think, really would I think that's the start of a billion dollar idea man I say you and I put this together we remake all of the Disney hit movies but we do it better the things that the people wanted that weren't in the movies we do that uh, there's only one problem with that and that is that only What's half that? only half of this combo you and I have any artistic ability whatsoever. You talking about me? Yeah, all I draw is stick figures. Finally, dude, the respect. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I know you're okay, a good so, artist. So, wait a minute. So, stick figures. That's good, because we'll just start off with Pinocchio first. And, and I will draw the nose, and you can draw everything else. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Move along. All Move right, along. We got uh, February 25th, 2008. Uh, a couple months ago, we did a show on the Haunted Mansion, and uh, that's one of my passions in this podcast is to – do those shows where we do the history of the of the ride and we do the ride through and you and I make silly comments as we ride through the ride and uh, most of the information for that Haunted Mansion show I got from a site called doombuggies.com d-o-o-m buggies.com which is what they call their ride vehicles on the Haunted Mansion uh it's a it's a fan club, I guess. I don't know if it's an official fan club, but it's it was hosting its 10-year anniversary in 2008 on February 25th, and they had a special event where they had invite-only dinner at Blue Bayou Restaurant at Disneyland, uh, which of course is uh, you know right next to Pirates of the Caribbean. But they had this this awesome party there. Like I said, invite only. All the Disney legends showed up that were, had anything to do with the Haunted Mansion whatsoever and uh, had a good time. And then when that was over, with the park closes and all the people there got the opportunity to ride through the Haunted Mansion after hours. So would you do this? Definitely. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember when we did that show a while back and it was uh, – that that family got to spend the night in the haunted mansion. And, yes, and yes. Wake up, you know, they had to yes. be there by themselves. This is like the second best thing to that, I think. That's cool, dude. I definitely do it. Yeah. All right. So moving on, February twenty sixth of ninety five. Um, I think we're in agreement on this one. We both love this ride. One of Disneyland's best. Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye had a grand opening ceremony on this day, February twenty sixth of ninety five. And, you know, that's the only ride, Dave, out of the East Coast and West Coast where I feel like I'm being immersed in my childhood. That's the one and only ride where I can say – because I emulated Indiana Jones. I wanted to be him. I wanted to take his job. 
when I got older. And you really feel like you're immersed in the movie and you have your own storyline at the exact same time. What a perfect blend to blur those lines together perfectly. Um, but yeah, man, uh, speaking of indie, you know, they're coming out with a whole new series of Indiana films that was released last month. And they're, they uh, went ahead and got the go-ahead to go ahead and start producing some new Indiana movies. Just like, you know, the new Star Wars movies wow. came out for the new, for the next generation. Now the new Indiana films are coming out for how this much longer, generation. How much longer is Harrison Ford going to be able to do this, man? Dude, I don't – yeah, but they're going to find a replacement. I don't think it's going to be him. Well, I bet you he's in the next one and he hands it off. Now the last one, the Crystal Skull, was kind of like that, right. handing it off to his son. But I don't know if that guy's still going to play a huge role in the next indie series. I hope they go with someone um, a little older, yeah. you know. Well, I just hate to be the owner of the whip company for that uh, Indiana Jones movie. Because, Why is that? Well, because you know Harrison Ford, he tends to sue when he gets hurt. <laughs> I could just see, I like... him, see him whipping himself and then suing the company. Oh, dude. I like to see the movie series like the Bond series, how every 10 years a new person takes on the reins yeah. of Bond. Well, how about the new person every 10 years takes on the reins of Indiana Jones? Timeless character. So you, you, yeah, so you just keep going. I think that would be really unique and yeah, cool. Yeah, I do too. All right, the last one I got is February 26, 2002. Uh, they had to clear out the Sacramento airport for a bomb scare. You know what it was? Sacramento? No, that no, that's where my cousin lives, dude. Yeah, so the Sacramento airport was, was cleared out. They had to evacuate the airport because somebody left themselves a Mickey Mouse snow globe in a cardboard box unattended. And that caused a bomb scare? Yeah, so the, this was, you know, February 26, 2002 is right after 9-11, uh, and everything was hypersensitive at that point. So they, they evacuated the terminal, delayed all the flights at that point, and uh, had to send them, send them in to, to get this Mickey snow globe out of there. Dude, oh my gosh, <laughs> seriously. And that is, Did anyone claim it? No, and that, well, of course not. And that's why, to this day, you can't bring snow globes onto planes. That's nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. So, yeah, that's all I got for you this week in Disney history, man. All right. That was really neat, man. Real quick, before we say uh, see you later, listeners, can we talk about the elephant in the room real quick, Dave? Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. If you don't mind. Okay, I do want to. So, uh, come March, we're going to have one major change to the podcast, and I'll let you tell the listeners what's going on. Sure. So, uh, one year marks – or sorry, March 10th, I believe, marks the one-year anniversary of our first Mouse page show that inaugural show and it seems like yesterday but um, it really does it you know really does. you know this idea nick came to me with he he listened to podcasts and he was like hey you love disney why don't you talk about disney with me on this show and i was like yeah that's great we could do that we could probably i always say this we could probably fill 10 minutes of time here and there and you know if anybody's listening to any of our shows know nick and i tend to ramble on for a long time and uh, for a while, we had some serious debates about us being too long <laughs> in our in our show length. So that's kind of why we have this new format, actually, of, of several shows a week instead of just one. But uh, I, I had no idea how much time and energy it was going to take to do this podcast. And it's been a great thing to do. But at the end of this one-year anniversary, I think I'm going to hang up my headphones and hang up my microphone. And uh, just like Peyton Manning, right off into the sunset and and bow out so that Nick can get himself a real co-host. Oh, whatever, dude. Yeah. You know, no one's no one's gonna listen to me because it's been emailed in and, and, and someone on the show. You know, uh, I think your buddy said it. <laughs> you know, 
the show would be a lot better if Nick would just shut up, right? <laughs> his, so, hey, I remember his exact comment was, less Nick, more Dave. Right. Because that's the first right. time he's ever said that to me. So, so anywho, I, I don't know if I'm going to have anyone listen to the show, but what I would like to do, Dave, you and I have discussed this, is leave it up, leave it up to the listeners, you know, if you want to, you know, try your hands at uh, some podcasting, and and you think you would like to try out the the Mousecapades podcast with Nick and uh, question mark whoever you may be, and you want to join the Mousecapades podcast, text us please four zero seven. What? I really think that this is your opportunity to do like the Facebook and just drop the rest, and you just call it Mousecapades. Just Mousecapades. <laughs> so if you want to be on Mousecapades and take over Dave's job, <laughs> text us, 407-674-0414. Email us, mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. So if you want to try your hands at our podcast and become one of the hosts, shoot us an email or text. You know, you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope. You can listen to us on all the media formats, iTunes, Podcast Addicts, Stitcher Radio. Watch us live on Periscope when we're on. <laughs> and follow us, listen, just simply search for Mousecapades Podcast. Hey, Dave, I think it's about that time, my friend. All right. Peace. Peace. Have a magical day, my friends. 